The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the February 28th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to break down some Wednesday morning news and Tuesday night action and some notable numbers with Tommy Beer. What's up, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Still uh, dealing with the, the cold stuff that everyone's been dealing with, but kind of getting through uh, best I can. Uh, but feeling better about uh, last night. I got a nice little treat. We all did. When it was uh, 82-63 Nuggets in the third quarter, four minutes left, Boban checks in, and the world is forever changed. You don't need antibiotics. You just need a little <laughs> dose of Boban, and, that, yes. and that, that'll heal you right up. Yes. Yeah, so in case you missed it, uh, he was finally unleashed last night, and what was it? Plus, I think it was plus 27 in, in 15 minutes, if I remember correctly. Yep, that's it. Uh, he had 18 points, 6 boards, 2 steals, 1 block, 1 dime, uh, 5 of 8 from the field, 8 of 9 from the line. Just This is what we've been saying. Give Boban 15, 20 minutes and he will he will be the man. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I guess last night and then going forward, like where are we at here? Uh, you know, I, I want to be, uh, you know, positive and optimistic, but we, we've been here before and we've been burned, haven't we? You know, Calling like, for the bo- Bobana and the tailpipe every time. <laughs> <laughs> too, too, too many times, but, you know, the, the Clippers, I mean, they're still in the playoff race, so, uh, you know, but then again, you, you playing Boban doesn't mean you're tanking. The guy's per, I mean, plus 27 and under 20 minutes last night, so um, I think, uh, you know, I don't know if it was you, whoever blurbed it last night, keep an eye on the next couple of games. Um, certainly worth a flyer if you have a dead roster spot um, or somebody's not doing anything. Um, the upside is there. Um, you know, he's one of those guys. You know, come the postseason, fantasy playoffs. You know, in a three or four week, if he plays, you know, um, twenty minutes a night in three of those four games, can get you plenty of blocks and plenty of rebounds and good percentages and stuff. So, um, a nice little, nice little lottery ticket to buy. I, I guess I put it that way. And they do play tonight. They play against yep. Houston tonight. So yeah, man. You know, pick them up. If you take the loss on one pickup, then just cut him tomorrow and pick up somebody else yep. who plays Thursday. Yep. But playing today, I picked this because he plays. If he didn't play today, I would have been like, eh, you know, one more time. But since he plays today, I don't want somebody else picking him up. So uh, yep. I, I made, I took the plunge. But, of course, this is me. So um, I, I will fall for the Bobana and the tailpipe every time. Who, who, who did you cut for? Um, Garbage. Pretty much streamer, guys. Okay. So nobody like I had Mason Plumley on one of them. Um, right. Somebody else, like nobody that was really good. Right. But yeah, so I wouldn't cut anybody good. But if he goes off again today, then then that changes everything. Uh, I guess putting a bow on this game. I mean, not much else to take away. Um, Tyrone Wallace is pretty good. He's been just awesome, man. Um, all pretty much every year. Nothing to say on Lou Williams, but. Um, yeah, we, Gallinari's still kind of day-to-day, so I think Tyrone's probably got a couple more games of value left while 
Gallinari's out. Yeah, he's a you know he's a DFS guy you can take a look at value wise if Gallo's out. Um, he has a nice minutes floor, you know, thirty plus minutes if if Gallinari doesn't play. Yep. And then also the other big takeaway from this game is Millsap's back. Yes. Uh, he had a solid line, uh, nine, seven, two blocks of steal and a three, 23 minutes. So um, you look at where the minutes fell, it was pretty much what we expected. Lyles, actually not quite what we expected. Lyles took a massive hit. Yep. Uh, we thought it may be a little bit of Plumlee and Lyles, but it was pretty much a straight Lyles. So he's a drop. Um, they may mix and match this, but one game like that, and that's enough to say bye-bye. Um, you're obviously dropping Mason Plumlee. Um, he'll lose minutes soon. But I was surprised to see Wilson Chandler's minutes were still really high. He's been playing pretty well, so maybe he can withstand the Millsap return. Uh, and then you're not really worried about anyone else. Um, maybe slight hit to Barton, but not enough to really worry there. And then your Harris's, your Murray's, and your Jokic's are obviously fine. Yep. Um, it was a good sign that Millsap played over 23 minutes right off, you know, right off the bat. You know, that, that, that's a good indication that he's, you know, a little bit farther ahead than, um, you know, that we might have assumed, you know, he didn't play just, uh, you know, if he played 12 or 15 minutes, just try to get him some runs. So hopefully he's, you know, closer to, to fully healthy and game shape um, than we might have suspected. And um, yeah, Lyle's only played five minutes, so um, he definitely belongs. He's another guy. If you have flown on the wire, definitely that's the type of guy you cut and pick up Oban, that, yeah. that type of situation. I don't think he'll be that bad, but the fact that if he's yeah. going to be this bad once every three games, it's not worth it. Yes. And even and, and even if his upside is you know fifteen nineteen minutes something along those lines that's something you can live without. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we'll kind of go through the rest of these games kind of chronologically. Pretty much almost every game had kind of something noteworthy happen. Um, so it looks like the Bulls are pretty much gonna sit Holiday and Lopez. I mean, we saw Holiday play when Levine got his rest, but then he was right back to it. So, I mean, you obviously have cut him already, but really the takeaway from this one is I guess Nawab is legit. Um, so I kind of like him as a pickup. I mean, he's been pretty good defensive stats-wise. His efficiency has been pretty pretty good. Good rebounder for a guard. Um, low turnover. So kind of a lot to like there. Definitely. Um, just as an aside, too, how ridiculous is it that Mark Cuban gets fined $600,000 for saying that he's probably you – know, this is a lost season, that it's best for the Mavs lose. But at the same time, Dirk's played 60 games. <laughs> Wes Matthews played 60 games. Barnes has played 60 games. Meanwhile, the Bulls are benching their starting center. They're starting shooting guard. They're playing Cameron Payne 18, 20 minutes a night. Uh, you know, so it's it's weird that that the NBA you know chooses to fine a guy over being honest as opposed to teams. We saw the Kings doing the same thing back, dating back to January. Um, so uh, yes, but with that little rant out of the way, um, yeah. for, the first rule of tank clubs: you don't talk about tank club. A hundred percent, hundred percent. You can do whatever you need to, uh, but you just can't say it. You know. Yes. Um, Project Mayhem yeah. to the fullest. <laughs> Um, the Wab is for real. Laurie bounced back a little bit after two terrible, after a couple terrible games. Um, you know, he's still, you know, he's, he'll find that his, his um, you know, he's in a little bit of a shooting slump, but he should bounce back and have a solid second half of the season. Yep. Uh, Felicio's been pretty good after that first bad game. Um, he's been pretty solid, I guess. So, I mean. Campbell almost broke his ankles last night, though. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, do you, I mean. Centers are hard to come by. Uh, Felicia has been shooting the ball pretty well. So, I mean, are you interested at all? Like, deeper? Eh. I'd rather have Boban and see what happens. 
Yeah, I mean, just I guess his upside is limited. His floor is not bad. He's going to get 25 minutes a night, um, give you some boards and, and, and shoot a decent percentage. So you could do worse, I suppose. It's hard to get excited about it, though. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, we'll see. What, I don't think they're gonna. We don't think they would sit anyone else out, right? Like Don or. Nah, there. No, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. Um. Uh, okay. So, Hornets wise, we saw MKG go down with a hamstring injury. He's traveling to Boston, but it sounds like he's not gonna play. Um, he doesn't have routine hamstring injuries. He had a right hamstring injury a while ago. Not this left one, so it's not like a lingering thing. Um, Takeaway from this one, it sounds like Steve Clifford said he's going to either start Travion Graham or Dwayne Delicious Bacon uh, because he wants to keep Jeremy Lamb also delicious in the second unit. But, yeah, the takeaway would be Lamb would benefit, even if he doesn't start. Uh, Coming off a good game, so if he's floating on the wire, um, I'd probably pick him up. I think he'll have, you know, 20, 29 minutes a game going his way now. Yeah, I was interested to see if he might, uh, if Clifford might choose to put Willie in there, maybe alongside Dwight, go like a Twin Towers type thing. Um, but uh, he only got four minutes, so he left on waivers. Um, maybe and, they did uh, that against Boston. Could. They could. Um, but the Hornets are trying to make a little bit of a playoff push here. Um, so I don't think they'll get it too experimental. Um, uh, you know, they, they, at, this, at this stage of the game, um, obviously making the postseason, even though it's a long shot. Um, and with the Heat winning last night, that that eighth playoff spot's a bit of a of a of man, a stretch. If Wade didn't hit that shot, man, they would have only been three out with their five game winning streak. The Hornets, man, that yes. was tough. It was, and you know the Pistons. That hurt the Pistons too. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, well, uh, I think Lamb's the guy certainly with uh, with if, if MKG were to miss time. Yeah, and then Cody Zeller also went down with a knee injury. He's questionable, but probably not expecting him to play either. So slight winner for Kaminsky, who's been pretty uninspi- uninspiring really throughout the season. Um, and yeah, Dwight also tweaked his uh, rib. Uh, it was originally called a back injury, but he had a big line, 24 points, five, blo- uh, five blocks, excuse me. Um, he's been really good, Dwight. 83% shooting and made four or five free throws last night too. So um, yeah, that's, he's, he's, he, you know, he's, he's one of those guys where he seems like he's, uh, you know, he's not, not an attractive fantasy asset, but um, double, double every night. Yeah. I mean, look at his February, 15 points, 12 boards, one and a half blocks, 58% from the field. That's pretty good. If you're okay with missing free throws. Yep. Um, so yeah. Um, and yeah, like we like we've been saying, man, if if you own Hornets, you want them to win games, and they're on five game winning streak right now. So this is great stuff for Kemba, who also went off again. Kemba goes off every night. It feels like he's been a beast since the All Star break. Yeah. So another good game last night in Cleveland. Uh, the Nets came down to the wire. Rodney Hood had a huge fadeaway shot and one against my boy Jared Allen. Uh, Rodney Hood came up big. We'll talk about this one. The, the Cavs first. Um, like we say, it's going to be kind of a seesaw kind of a thing with Hill, with Clarkson, Smith, and all. There's just so many options. Corver, and it was Smith being down, Clarkson being slightly down, and then kind of George Hill really thriving, season high, uh, 26 points from him. And like we say, it's going to be a little messy, but I think you want a piece of Hill. Like we've been saying, nothing really changed. Lance is pretty consistent. It's like Hill, Nance, and then they'll dip down and kind of everyone else. For, like, the non-LeBron players, obviously. Right, right. Um, it was interesting that Ty Lue, uh, there was a column yesterday um, with Ty Lue talking about um, 
it was he was going to make it a priority to get Roddy Hood more involved in the offense. Um, he said that uh, coming into Tuesday night's game, and then Hood played you know 31 minutes, um, took 11 shots. So um, it's interesting, yeah. He, I, he's not going to do much besides score, um, you know. But he'll, if you're looking for threes, if you're looking for points, he's a, a specialist that you might want to take a take a look at. Yeah, it was uh, encouraging to see him take. Uh, really, he had a he was a big part of that fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, he had a couple of tough shots. Couple he had a coast to coast bucket. Um, and that fadeaway I talked about, so he's looking pretty comfortable in the second unit. Um, LeBron's LeBron uh, in his own club of 30K, 8 and 8. I know you had mentioned uh, you had wrote something about him today in Notable Numbers. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of just looking at eight straight games with at least 18 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists, um, which is the longest such streak in, in the basketball reference database. Jordan and, and Magic each had streaks of seven. LeBron broke that. Um, LeBron averaging a triple-double for the month, um, oldest player in NBA history to do so, averaging a 30-point triple-double um, with a, w- over the, 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 the entire course of February with at least 10 games played. He's just the fourth player in NBA history to do that. So um, he's pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> nice Larry David. Um, <laughs> also, um, Anthony Davis is going for his own basketball reference streak. Uh, if he has a 25-point double-double with two blocks, it'll be the seventh straight game he's done that, and he'll be by himself. He's tied with Shaq twice and Hakeem Olajuwon. They both have six-game streaks of said streak. So, Monster. One other thing with AD, if he gets over 20, uh, at least 26 points tonight, uh, he joins Moses Malone as um, – let me see. It was a uh, – this was an Elias stat. Um, needs 26 points. Uh, against the Spurs tonight, join Moses Malone is the only player over the last 40 seasons to average 35 points and 10 rebounds per game in a calendar month. He's a monster. I guess we should talk about him really fast. Uh, so his last six, in case you missed it, I read about this too yesterday. He's averaging 42 points, eight, uh, 15 boards, 2 assists, 3.2 blocks, 3.2 steals, 1.53s are phenomenal percentages, um, 34.2 usage rate, and 41 minutes per game. So it's Mostly volume, also 109 pace. Um, so you look, I, I broke it down. Like, is this sustainable? And like the numbers say, it kind of is. Um, like he has the whole Westbrook mentality, and I think he legit has a shot to score 35 a game. That sounds crazy, but I mean, he's not even shooting that great. It's just, it's just volume. Right. Absolutely. Um, two numbers on him. Um, my favorite stat over this current crazy run. Um, as of last week, no player in NBA history had – this is a basketball reference, Jim. No player in NBA history had more than one 45-point, 15-rebound, five-block game in their entire career. Um, you know, In the history of the league, AD had two such games over the course of four days. Um, one other thing you mentioned, is it sustainable? My biggest concern, dating back to January 1st, so the calendar year 2018, Anthony Davis leads the league in minutes played. Um, that's a concern. Yeah. You know, you know, we, 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 there's plenty of research and data out there that, uh, you know, that's, that's highlighted the correlation between injuries and, and heavy minutes usage. Um, and Anthony Davis is not the uh, exemplar of, of, of fine health, as we know. That's the thing. It's, it's just a matter of it's, it's a double-edged sword because he's yep. going to go out there and ball out. But the more you roll the dice, the more likely you're going to come up snake eyes. Yep. Yep. Um, and, but Al, that, that being said, Alvin Gentry had said 
I don't care what you nerds think. I'm playing this dude as much as I can, as often as I can. So um, if you got him, uh, you know, just keep your fingers crossed and I hope we start to con- continue to see the madness uh, that the special stuff continue. Take that for data. Okay, so back on track for the Tuesday action. Uh, let's talk some Nets. I uh, got some numbers here about the rotation. That's had some kind of major tweaks yesterday. Um, Rondé played the three um, for the first time I've seen it in a long time. Um, that's a thing. Uh, Dante Cunningham is playing a lot of five. Um, the Nets starters have been pretty good since the break. They played together for 43 minutes, and that's with D'Angelo Russell starting. Um, and plus, plus 10.8 net rating, pretty good. Um, they've played Dinwiddie and Russell for 50 minutes together, so almost all the starter minutes. Uh, Levert hasn't played next to Russell yet, and um, Jared Allen closed yesterday. I thought that was pretty good in a game when he wasn't too eye-popping. So um, takeaways from that one, Rondé will trend up. Harris, I'm still worried about Levert. Obviously, AC's gone. Um, Crab closed. Crab looked pretty good. He's playing pretty well. He's only missed all his threes yesterday. So he's a little bit better than I thought. Carroll's been pretty good. Um, if Rondé plays more three, that's kind of big, um, especially for Carroll. Um, but yeah, Russell's been phenomenal. Russell's been looked great really since the break. That's that was going to be my takeaway was D'Angelo Russell. I know trade deadlines are are approaching if if they haven't passed, and you know in plenty of leagues that they're coming up. Um, so if, you know if you're looking to make one deal, make a splashy move, um, you need points and assists um, and threes. Uh, Russell's a guy I think that could be had for for a, a, a bit of a buy low you're not going to get him cheap obviously but um you know he's obviously was limited significantly um, both health wise and minutes wise initially in his return to the lineup but he looked fantastic last night looked as good as he looked all season um looked confident looked spry um so he's a guy i, I definitely target um in terms of uh if you're looking to make a last uh, trade deadline move yeah, and Levert was kind of hot in the early fourth, and I was like, "Oh, I need to keep Levert in there and put Russell back in." And they pulled Levert and put Russell back in. So oh. um, yeah, they obviously trust him a lot. And like we've been saying, like it's he keeps clearing the hurdles where it's like, "Okay, the minutes are there now, the restrictions gone, just needs to play better." And now it feels like he's going to start to get going. Um, another, a lot of good games last night, huh? Pretty much four of the six were really good. Um, and like we said, Wade, buzzer beater, not buzzer beater, but um, he had a game-winning shot, huge shot, um, finished with 27. Uh, starting with him, you buying Wade at all or what? Eh, I'm hesitant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm hesitant. It looked, it looked fantastic last night. Um, it was really cool. He had the, one of the Parkland victims' um, name on his jersey, uh, on his sneakers, and, and dedicated the game and the season to the kid. Um, so I thought that was an you know, incredible moment. He could tell his, his wife and mom and sister were all emotional after the win. Um, so uh, you know, one, of the, one of the most underrated players in NBA history. Um, it was cool to see him you know, kind of climb the mountain one more time. Um, but that being said, I, I think this is kind of an outlier. Um, even though we played 25 minutes, had just one rebound, one assist, um, he'll get stats, um, but I but I but I, I, I would assume that the Heat would um, you know limit his minutes and, and kind of keep him fresh as long as possible. Yep. And then the other takeaway was Bam Adebayo got destroyed with Kelly Olynyk coming back, so another drop. Um, and also Whiteside played really well yesterday. Um, Spolstra said, "quote That's the vision of the guy we want. He was very inspiring in all game. Thirty four minutes with Olynyk in the lineup. That is an exclamation point of a stat line." 
uh, with you 15 hope it, 11. Hope not, you hope it's not just because Embiid was on the other side of the floor and, you know, he, he was motivated. Hopefully Whiteside can bring this type of effort every night, you know, because I think that's what the Heat are certainly hoping. Yeah, one foul in 34 minutes is, is very impressive for him. Um, so, yeah, it was one of his best games despite how he didn't shoot the ball all too well. Uh, three of eight from the line. But, yeah, if you have Whiteside, that, that's a great, especially with Atlanta coming back, that's just huge for you. Um, Josh Richardson's stealing like crazy right now. Um, Oh, they took they took one of his steals away on Friday. They had him originally at five. Oh, oh. Uh, I had a stat where he was the back to back uh, back to back five steal games. He's done it. He would have done it twice, but they had they took a steal away from him. Um, But anyway, he has thirteen steals in his his last three, so that's awesome. Um, Nothing really to say there. Um, His minutes are fine, so. Yep. What do you? Anything else you see heat wise? Uh, Tyler Johnson's been pretty good in low minutes, but he's been producing. Yeah, he's consistent. Um, and, oh, Wayne Ellington got hurt yesterday too. Right, right. And uh, Winslow had a had a brief good game there, but he's just uh, he's not reliable. What about James Johnson? Back to back low minutes. Um, bad game yesterday. We thought the break may do him some good, but kind of no, huh? That's worrisome. That that is a and he he had a. Dud yesterday, zero points, two rebounds, zero assists. That's that's kind of freaky weird. Um, you know, Linick coming back doesn't help him. Um, I, I I'd be hesitant to 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 to, uh, to dump him, um, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on going forward. I'm down. Uh, I'm down. I'm down dropping for Boban. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's. I mean, the thing is, they played a Linick next to Whiteside yesterday. Um, right. Part of that was the matchup against the big 76ers lineup. So. I mean, I'm not saying he's a must-drop, but he's closer to a drop than anything else. Agreed. Cool. Uh, Sixers. Rashawn Holmes is kind of on the scene now. Uh, They've played together for 18 minutes next to Embiid um, in the last three games since the break. Plus 55.2 net rating. So very effective in that 18 minutes. Um, He's been good. Uh, And another Boban-esque kind of a player. Give him 20 minutes and you're going to be satisfied. So a guy I kind of like. He's probably a a safer pickup than Boban kind of easily. I'm down, man. Um, Like, I like him more than these other guys we've been saying. Um, Like, who else did I mention? Uh, I'd rather pick him up than Felicio. Yes, agreed. I think he has a a higher floor than Boban, a higher ceiling than a guy like Felicio. Um, and the other thing you can think, uh, you know, you, you, that you hope with Holmes is once the Sixers kind of secure a playoff spot, I, I suspect they'll limit and be, you know, in back to backs over the, you know, the second half of the last month of the season or so and keep them fresh for the postseason. Um, and, that, and those are games that Holmes, you know, has the opportunity to play 25, 30 minutes and really put up some good numbers. Yeah. So we like him a lot. Um, also, Robert Covington's been really bad lately. Uh, he's missing a lot of shots. The Sixers broadcast had mentioned yesterday. That they're telling Roko to focus more on quality and not quantity. That's not a good thing for a guy who's really volume dependent. But I mean, look at his numbers. They they just keep trending down um, from where we were. Like December, he played 34 minutes per game. Then it was 32 in January, and then 31. Just keep seeing it trend down. Um, his shots are up. He only shot 35% from the field in February. 9.8 points per game. This offense is not there. He gets his minutes, though, because he's a really good defender. So, uh, I mean, you kind of just got to hold him and just bite the bullet on the field goal percentage. I mean, there's really nothing to say. Agreed. You know, you got Bellinelli in the mix now, too. You wonder if, you know, he'll kind of steal a couple minutes here and there. So, um, definitely cause for concern with Rocco. Yeah. 
But, I mean, the minutes are still there. He's going to steal the ball a lot. He's pretty good in the other counting stats. So, hopefully you're punting. But, Bellinelli interests you at all? He's had, he had a couple big shots yesterday. He did, confident shooter. Um, yeah, it's specialist. You know, you need points, you need threes. It's, it's a guy to take a look at. I, I wouldn't be too excited about him just because the, the upside is limited. He's never going to be, a, you know, a focal point of the offense. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so anything else? Uh, what TJ McConnell shooting like fifty percent from three? Is that, is that right? I forgot. Yeah, fifty percent on the nose. Like what? <laughs> he's a good NBA NBA point guard. Like yeah. he's he, yeah. I mean, he's a quality. The, the Sixers have him for another year at, at the league minimum too. Because um, I was thinking if he was a free agent this summer, and a lot of teams interested in a guy like that. The tough, hard nosed. Um, uh, you know, get, get after it defensively. One of the few guys in the league that'll pick you up three quarters court and, and press you the whole way. Um, you know, opposing point guards hate to play against them. Um, the Sixers are a good team, man. The Sixers are well coached, uh, very good defensive team, near the very top of the league in defensive efficiency over the last three months. I would not want to play them in the post. Depth with Ilya Silva going there. That's yep. nice depth there. And um, the, um, McConnell, basically the American version of Dova Dova, or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> better shooter, but uh, yep. you know, there's a lot there. Yeah. All right, so uh, it looked like the Wizards were gonna mop the floor with the Bucks, but um, Bucks came back. Props to them, but Wizards held on. Uh, not too much going on here. Uh, I do want to kind of highlight Otto Porter shooting the rock more. In February, he shot the ball 14.3 times per game for 18.2 points per game. Compare that to January with 11.1 points and 10.8 attempts from the field. So, quite obviously, that's John Wall related. But he's been terrific. And obviously, Sedaransky's been a difference maker if you picked him up. Nothing to say there. Um, Kelly Oubre is kind of hot. Um, four, four good games in a row from him. Um, kind of coming along what we thought he would. Took a while, though. Uh, and then Bradley Beal has just been unreal. So. Bradley, Bradley Beal's been a monster. And one other, you mentioned John Wall related. Um, I was looking this up when I was doing the, um, the power rings early this week. The Wizards were averaging 23 team assists per game over the first three months of the season, with, essentially with John Wall, um, which was outside of the top 10 in the league. Since Wall has gone out over the last 13 games, they're averaging over 30 assists per game, um, lead, leading the league more than the Warriors. Um, wow. And they are now, and they are now ten and three in the last thirteen. So, um, food for thought there. Food for thought. Everybody eats. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, anything you want? Markeith Morris has been pretty good too. Gortat's been better. So, like everybody eats, man. Everyone, all the the, the starters plus Ubre are all looking pretty good. Yep. Uh, Bucks. We saw a lot of center Giannis. Um, I don't think you can really count on John Henson. You're obviously not counting on Von Maker. And then the other big takeaway, uh, Jabari Parker, big minutes, 27 yeah. minutes, scored 19 points. Not much else, which is what, that's kind of his thing. He's not much of a, a counting stats guy. Like, he's going to score, he's going to shoot the ball pretty well. That's kind of it. Uh, it is encouraging. He's had two threes in back to back games, so you like to see that. But I don't, he, he's kind of capped at like seventh round, which is fine. Uh, agreed. I think he averaged when he came back, um, was averaging before he got injured last season around 19 and six, something along those lines. He had 19 and five last night. So, um, I, I yeah, I, that's, that's, you know, but his floor is high because he's going to get plenty of points and, and, you know, as long as he shoots it efficiently, um, and gets you some rebounds, won't give you much other than that. Um, but, uh, definitely, uh, an enticing, you know, if you can, if you can afford him cheaply, um, he, he'll help you out. Yeah. Um, does this concern you with 
Bledsoe or Middleton. Bledsoe's just been stealing the ball like a maniac pretty much all season. Uh, and then Giannis, he was flirting with a 5x5 five five yesterday. Six blocks, three steals, eight dimes, 23 points, 13 boards. Just um, He's back, it looks like. He's a, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about Bledsoe or Middleton. Yeah. Um, those guys, will, you know, they're, they're the top-scoring trio in the Eastern Conference and, you know, averaging almost 60 points a game between the three of them. Um, and I, I see no reason for that not to continue. Yeah, I'd be more worried about Henson if you're using him. Yes. I, I could think they're going to go more um, no center lineups with Giannis out there. Obviously, that lineups works because he could protect the rim uh, six blocks. Hassan uh, hasn't hasn't has taken a step back and not not even you know you they were hoping that he'd take a step forward he's taking a step back this yeah year. So, too bad for them okay so last game I want to talk about here uh, Kings and Blazers not too much to take away the Kings kind of just were bad yesterday offensively uh, Colley Stein was good Zach Randolph was good and it was kind of a mess after that. Uh, Bogdan was okay. Buddy Heald came crashing back to earth, but still encouraging. Like to see two blocks. So Heald's been pretty good lately. Uh, Scal, after the big game on Monday, what, 20 points on Monday, then he came back with six. That's Scal in a nutshell. Uh, he's going to have good games and bad games, and you kind of just live with it. But he still has three more games as to the rest of the Kings. Um, but yeah, not really much else you could take away from this, I don't think. Agreed. Um, you know the, the the three more games this week is definitely encouraging. But if you got like if you have a guy like Zebo, is he going to play two of those, one of those, um, which makes it difficult to try to predict the, the Kings. Sounds good to me. Uh, Blazers, Dame's on fire. Um, I, if we're drafted today, man, like where's Dame going? Like seven, six, five, eight, that, top eight, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. Night in, night out. He was number six after the break last year. I think he's going to do it again. Yep. I mean, just every game it feels like he's just burying teams. Yep. So, um, other other than that, uh, Napier had a big game, but I still don't buy it. Uh, Terry Stotts, we know the deal with him. He just mixes and matches all too much. So. Agreed. I can't get excited about this. Yeah. Bad. Anything else from this one? Um, CJ kind of cool. CJ? He's been... It- Come to, yeah, a little bit, little bit of a cold spell, but I think we both are are confident that he'll be fine. Yeah, the rest he was of the fine game. before this one. Um, yeah, a little bit um, schedule friendly stuff, but yeah, he'll he'll be what he he'll be his twenty two point per game stud everywhere. He's he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, he was. Uh, it was the debate was him or Bradley Beal um, for like, end of, like early third, and it's like Bradley Beal is the, easily the right guy. Yeah, the wall injury obviously played a part. Yeah, in it, but... well, Bill was good before still. But... True, yeah, he was very good, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, okay, so do you want to talk some Lakers really quick before we get out of here? Corey Brewer is going to be bought out. So that doesn't really have too much of an impact, but they're worth talking about. Uh, this team has a lot going on um, with rotation and Monzo Ball being back, and we kind of have a feel for what, what the rotation is going to look like now. Um, so I know you had done a couple things about Brandon Ingram and some other guys. Yeah, yeah. Talked a little bit about Ingram. Um, uh, ten games. Lakers have played ten games in February. Ingram averaging eighteen point six points, five point two boards, five point six assists, one point two threes, one point one blocks, um, while shooting over fifty four percent from the floor, fifty two percent from three, um, and seventy 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 eight percent from the line, which is, has been a bugaboo for him in his career. Um, so that's obviously you know he's he's playing out of his mind. Um, his stock is soaring. Um, 
Randall's been a beast over the last 12 games. He's at 19, uh, 19 points, nine boards, four assists, while shooting 59% from the floor. There are actually only four players uh, in February that have averaged at least 19 points, nine boards, and four dimes. Um, five players. It's Westbrook, Giannis, LeBron, Jokic, and Randall. And Randall's the only one of them shooting over 55% from the floor. So put, that puts his, his, his production in context. Um, and the one other guy is Lonzo Ball. Um, you know, we kind of joked, uh, he was the butt of many jokes for shooting over the first, uh, you know, quarter of the season, his first few months in the NBA. Rightfully so, he was shooting, you know, horrible, horrendous percentages. Um, but over his last, dating back to mid-December, um, you know, he's only played in 13 games, which is fewer than the than, than rest of the league, obviously. But he's shooting 43.8% from the field um, and 41.9% from three-point range huh. over that yeah, over over that stretch. Um, that's a higher percentage than Bradley Beal, higher percentage than Dame Lillard, higher percentage than Harden, well above league average. Um, so uh, do, uh, do I think Ball can continue anything close to that percentage? Probably not. Um, but as I wrote, if he can just shoot at a league average clip uh, from deep and, and you know and, and from the field, um, that's that's huge for him. You know, uh, one other guy, I, I just just because I was curious. Jason Tatum was shooting a league leading 51.5% over the first two months of the season. He's shooting 32.8% uh, since then. Um, so 10 percentage points lower than Lonzo Ball. Um, just kind of a illustration of how unpredictable Rook Tatum's really cooled off. I had someone ask about dropping him, which I thought was a little wild. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, he's been, he's been really cooled down. His minutes are down now that they've kind of got smart and Rozier coming around. So I, I still believe Tatum will be pretty strong. A um, couple other Lakers things. Uh, Caldwell Pope's been pretty good, and Josh Hart too has been just kind of fine. Um, they're going to both play around thirty minutes a game, so I think they're going to be solid. Uh, keep an eye on what Zubats does to Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez has kind of cooled off because of Zubats playing pretty decent ball. But if, if as long as you avoid the fifteen-minute games and so on, you'll be all right with Lopez uh, with his twenty-three, twenty-four minutes a game. Yep. So threes, blocks, points, not too much on boards, but solid shooting usually. So should be pretty good. Agreed. Cool deal. So we will get out of here on that. You guys enjoy your Wednesday and the rest of the week. And thanks for coming on, Tommy. Thank you, sir. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.